0: Ah, George, you're doing a crossword. I didn't realise you you're getting that old. Hmm. You getting anywhere? Well, I was. But now you're stuck? The thing is, I've just got one clue left. Yeah? Well, what's the clue? One across... Seventy-two hours later, the state of the grave. Ah, curious. Now, Perhaps you can see why I was struggling. Seventy-two hours later, that's three days later, the state of the cross. Yes, but that won't fit. Three days, the state of the cross. Any more clues to help us get this? Yeah, uh, it's got five letters beginning with... E and ending with Y. Five letters beginning with E and ending with Y. Hmm. It's a funny word, isn't it? Empty. Oh, sorry, that was the word. <laughs> empty. Um, I like the word "stuff." Fool myself, but today's word is empty. 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 Things that are empty ah, makes you wonder, makes you ask questions when things are empty. What was in there? Where is it now? What's going on? It adds confusion. In our reading, as you read, Mary was certainly confused. What's going on? They've taken away Jesus. Things have changed. This is an empty tomb. The word empty makes us think about... What happened to Jesus? And begins us to invite of the transformation that's taken place, because we've got this response. If you could see that, it's in, it's in bold. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. See, on Friday we were thinking a bit, a bit about this, emptying rubbish out of our lives, and we were thinking of the word forgive means to let go, to clean all the rubbish out of our lives. To empty it, to get rid of it. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Now, on Easter Sunday, we celebrate an empty tomb. An empty tomb. Not just the stone had been moved. Mary first noticed the stone has moved and she becomes alarmed. Then she finds out the tomb is empty and the two disciples pile in and find that it's only strips of cloth there. What's happening? quite remarkable that we have woman as the first people in the gospels to find that jesus is resurrected he's not there it was so unusual in those days for woman's testimony to be counted for very much in courts of law and yet luke notes that it was the woman who clearly saw that jesus things had changed and jesus body was not there again the idea if they want to make this up in those days they wouldn't have taken that line they wouldn't have used the the woman that is stuck with the male disciples. The empty tomb, empty. That's what we celebrate in the liturgy: an empty tomb. We can talk about we remember Jesus, but we remember him not simply someone of history, but someone who is alive now. Ours is not a cemetery or a graveyard religion. Ours is a religion where Jesus is alive and active in our lives and in our community and in our world. Christian faith is not simply about remembering, it's about celebrating and being open to the power of God's Spirit to continue changing our lives. That's one of the most amazing things we read in the New Testament, that the power that raised Christ can be in us. That's what Paul says when we are in Christ. The resurrection power comes into our life. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. An empty tomb, an empty cross. What do you see around, the, around that cross? What do you see? Anyone see anything particular about that particular cross? It's got some patterns on it. How would you describe the patterns? How, what would you say what they look like? It's a Celtic cross. Oh, very educated answer. Very impressive. I was just asking for a description. What are the things that you see when you look at it? It's interwoven. It's interwoven. It is. In Celtic Christianity, they have put lots of knots and, and ropes around the cross to show how interconnected things are. That everything has a purpose. That all things, God loves all things. God loves all things that God has made. And that everything is held together in Jesus Christ. What else do you see? Um, it's got a circle around it. It's got a circle around it. Now what might that circle represent? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. To live and to die and to be resurrected. And that circle it's like bringing us in, isn't it? It's like focusing us. Because as we're saying on the top of Crow Hill this morning, we read about the historical Jesus, but we celebrate the cosmic Christ. In Colossians and our parts of the New Testament, we read how in Christ all things are held together. All of creation relates to Jesus Christ. And so the Celtic cross helps us, remind us of that. The word universe means turning around one thing. On this Easter Sunday, we celebrate that Christ has died and Christ will come again. We celebrate that Christ has emptied our sins. All the rubbish, all the stuff we don't want to get our hands messy with, he's dealt with that. And the bin is empty. I don't know what you've got at home. I've got a bin in my study and it's always got stuff spewing out of it. Christ has emptied all the rubbish out of our lives because of his love for us so that we can have a relationship with God. The tomb is empty because Christ is alive. The cross is empty. We recognize that God is at work in our world and in our lives. Christ has died. Christ will come again. On such a day, how do you express your feelings of, of joy? I know when I sometimes, I did it when I was young, I don't know how George celebrates tries. For all the tries you've scored, you find sometimes, I used to just go, yes, you know. Something just, just, just you do these things. Or people nowadays go, get in there, you know. It's one of those days for us as Christians to go, yes, nice one, you know. George, how would you celebrate a try? Uh, with a firm handshake and a pat on the back. Oh, <laughs> Are very British. (laughs) Can I invite us all then to turn to our neighbour and go, yes, get in there.